Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. A lot to get to today. Got a lot of great headlines. I do want to kick things off with a little bit of Bronco talk, but before I get to that, do want to give you a heads up. I'm sick. I'm sick. I might have COVID. I might not. And the reason why I think I have COVID is because I can't taste or smell anything, which is one of the weirdest things to have, a, you know, happen in, in, in your life. I've never had that. I have had it before, but it wasn't this bad. Like I could smell. I remember like a year or two ago, I thought I had COVID and I couldn't taste, but I could kind of smell. So this is like a complete lockdown. I took one of those tests, that stay-at-home test, and it said I was negative. So I'll have to take it again. Although if you read the fine print on the back of the box, it says most likely it's going to show up negative. I swear to fucking God. It's the ones they hand out the for free. Like, here you go. This is from the government. <laughs> like, it don't work. <laughs> Pandemic's over. <laughs> anyway, so it's funny. I have to tell you this. Since I can't smell... Or taste, well, mainly I can't smell for this for this uh, story. I'm in my room yesterday on my deathbed, mind you. My daughter, sweet daughter, comes in to check on me, and she's like, are you doing okay, Dad? And I'm like, no, I feel like garbage, honey, but thank you for asking. And then all of a sudden, she her face goes from, oh, sweet, innocent, I want to take care of my father, to, ew, what the hell? She goes, Oh my God, what is that smell? Oh, oh, I was like, it's probably me. I don't know. I was like, I may have farted. I don't know. I'm sick. And she's just like, oh my God, it's disgusting. And she like, uh, she like plugs her nose, covers her mouth. And she's like, you were gross. You were disgusting. I was like, I can't help it. I can't smell. I can't smell. Anyway, that's my life right now. I honestly, I, I had to go pick up groceries earlier today. And it, it's I do the contactless thing. We've been doing it for like two years where I roll up to uh, King Supers. I already placed my order. But before I got there, I'm like, I can't smell like if, what if my car smells like a fart? What if the kids left a fart? Because sometimes they do that. They do that to be funny. They fart in dad's car. Then they close it. And then I get back in it. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? That's how the DeHuffs have fun. They fart in somebody's car and then close the door quickly. So I, as I'm driving over to King Supers, I have like all the windows down just to be safe because <laughs> I, I feel so bad as the lady comes up. She's like, hi, I have an order for Scott. Oh, my God. What is that stench? You're like, I don't know. I can't smell. Anyway, hey, but I guess you could mix this in with headlines, but I'm going to keep it separate. OK, the Denver Broncos are are they're terrible right now. And we've been talking about this nonstop since the beginning of the season. Their defense is phenomenal. Top five, if not top three defense. They're great. They're the only reason why these games are so close. And when you look at the scores, like, I mean, the Broncos are, they're losing by a touchdown, like one score, but they're only getting like nine points. It's ridiculous. They're, they're just really hard to watch. The defense, again, wow, amazing. But that means jack shit when your offense is this terrible. 
Now, a lot of us were kind of leaning on, well, what I even tweeted out, like, what happens when Brett Rippon goes in there against the Jets and just lights things up? I was like, that's going to be crazy. Broncos country is going to go nuts. That didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen at all. And before I get into some of the reasons why that it's it's fallen apart and, and just not firing on all cylinders, also known as the offense. I mean, Shannon Sharp and Terrell Davis were in town, and they're they're preaching patience, the Broncos country patience with the team. You know, they're they're figuring things out. It's it's a new offense. It's you got a lot of new going on with the Denver Broncos. So I can kind of see their point, especially with Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson trying to get his, you know, bearings on what this offense is. But how long are we supposed to wait? That's the thing. Like any company, if a new person comes in that's that's leading the charge, how long are you supposed to wait before, you know, you know, dealing with their their failures before you go when the fuck are we going to get some success in here or when are we going to move on from these individuals? And that's kind of where we're at right now, especially with Nathaniel Hackett. I've said it before. You might as well just play him out the rest of the season. And and as annoying as that is, it's not going to help any if you get an interim head coach in there, unless there's somebody on staff that we're just like, yeah, he's going to make the difference. I don't see that happening. I don't see the point and booting Nathaniel Hackett midway through the season. You might as well just ride him out, see if he can pull anything out. And now the Broncos are headed over to London. And obviously last week, this last game against the Jets, Brett Rippon got the start because Russell Wilson was injured. Now, earlier in the week before the game, Russell was said, you know, I might play. I'm guessing he does for the London game, but he didn't end up playing for the Jets game. He even made some annoying crack, although it is kind of funny. Here's here's Russell last week when the speculation was that he might actually play against the Jets. Feeling better every day, uh, you know, day by day. Obviously, it happened Monday night, but um, it's getting, it's, it, I, I heal quick. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what, but... Uh, <laughs> I, it, here's the thing. Yeah, he has Wolverine blood in him. Good, good for you. But you obviously missed the game against... <clears throat> the the Jets and and it was the same thing. It, it you switch out the quarterback, it didn't matter. If Russell Wilson plays that game, I don't know if they win the game against the Jets. I don't I don't see it being any different. So any company that is having these issues, the higher ups are going to get antsy. And so I imagine the Waltons, George Payton, everybody is kind of on edge and going, okay, this isn't working, guys. We need to be successful. What are some things that need to be fixed? One of the biggest problems is Nathaniel Hackett. I'll tell you every day that the biggest problem is the offensive line. That's not getting fixed anytime soon. If anything, those guys as a group might start getting a little bit better. But as far as an overhaul, that's not going to happen anytime soon. So what are the things that that we can control in Broncos country? Or I should say that the Broncos can control. What are the things that the Broncos can control right now and and start tinkering with and start fixing one is Nathaniel Hackett he has too much on his plate he is way in over his head and that needs to to change so here's Nathaniel Hackett after the game talking to the media yeah I think we'll always look at everything 
I always look at myself first and foremost. If there's something that we all agree that I might hold the team back or anything like that, sure, I don't think that's the case. Uh, I think there are plays to be, to be had there. I think we have been in and out of the huddle. Everything, the communication has been really good. Uh, but we'll look at everything. We'll always look at everything to try to improve and help this offense. The idea at the beginning where he's talking about, you know, there's is there anything that he's done? Uh, possibly we'll look into it, but I don't think so. My thing is, he has too much on his plate. He's a first-year head coach. He has too much shit on his plate. The The fact that they allowed him to call plays and be the head coach is, is troubling to me. Let him be the head coach. That's fine. But strip away his duties. Nathaniel Hackett, sorry, you shouldn't be calling plays right now. That seems to be a big issue with the Denver Broncos. Take that away from him. Okay? And... I, I'm sitting here listening to you address the media, and you're essentially saying there's problems. But boy, don't you guys be pointing the finger at me. It's not me. It's somebody else. Everybody else sees the problem. We're all outsiders looking in, and we see the issue is Nathaniel Hackett. Listen, before we go and get the pitchforks and, and lanterns and start saying fire Nathaniel Hackett, pull back on the play calling. Let the other guy do it, okay? You don't need to be doing that. Focus on being the head coach. You have too much on your plate. Your eyes are bigger than your stomach, Nathaniel Hackett. Yes, I know you want to play, uh, call the pl- uh, offensive plays. That's fine. I get that. That's, that's, your, that's your heart and soul is calling offensive plays. But you're a head coach. I don't want you to be doing both, and you shouldn't be doing both. Learn how to be a head coach first. Then maybe next year, if you got all that other shit figured out, then maybe go, hey, how about for the first quarter, uh, I'll call the offensive plays. How about that? Something like that. But right now, to sit there and and basically address the media and say, yeah, listen, we have problems, but me calling plays, that's not really one. No, not the way I see it. Of course not, because you want to be calling the plays. Stop calling the plays, Nathaniel Hackett. Stop. If we want to see the Denver Broncos move in a positive direction, that's a good first step. That is a good first step. Let somebody else call the plays. You figure out how to be a head coach. Not figure out how to be a head coach and call plays at the same time. No, that's not working. Take a step back. Admit that this may be a problem. Right? Isn't that like the the first way to to admit that you have a problem is well admit you have a problem nathaniel hackett don't be calling plays okay try it try it humble yourself jesus christ you got players out there that are humbling themselves every day hey you're just not going to make it in this position let's try a different position okay fuck yeah let's do it look at kendall hint right look at that guy He is the Swiss Army knife of the Denver Broncos and the NFL. The guy can play any position. Do you think he sits there and goes, no, I'm only a quarterback, or no, I'm only a wide receiver? No, learn from some of your players. You don't need to be calling plays right now, and I think that will help correct the Denver Broncos, at least a little bit, because they're broke. The offense is broken, so now you got to go, shit, because he's sitting there going, well, there's opportunities missed. Nathaniel, I feel like we're talking to a brick wall right now. Stop. Let somebody else take over the play calling. 
you manage the team. You are the head coach. Okay, that's that's all I want to see happen. You know, it's so frustrating right now to be a Denver Bronco fan. And and I always go back to if this was a, a, a business that you were a part of and you see the person in charge, you know, at least for your department, just constantly fucking up and essentially pointing the finger at everybody else other than than himself, that's a problem. Guess what? Guess what starts happening? All of your employees, all of your players in this situation are going to have resentment towards you because you can't admit that you need help. You need help, Nathaniel Hackett. You went out and got that coach to help you coach. Now, maybe that guy needs to just have a come to Jesus meeting with you and say, listen, Nathaniel, you can't be calling plays right now. It's just not working. You have too much on your plate. Figure out how to be a head coach. And then later on, once you are solid as a head coach and only being a head coach, then maybe you go, okay, yeah, I can. uh, How about this, guys? Can I call the plays for the first quarter? Yeah, see if I can do it. Mix and match, whatever, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. But as of right now, Nathaniel Hackett, stop playing calls. I believe that will put the Denver Broncos on a, a an altered path towards success. Will it be the the final straw that says, "Hey, it's the magic wand," and boo, beakity poppity boo? Now the Broncos are fixed. No, it's not going to fix all the Broncos' problems, but it is going to correct their direction a little bit. And who knows what the end result might be, but that's going to put them on the correct path. So, sorry, Nathaniel. Sometimes you just got to swallow your pride and admit that somebody else's ideas might be better than yours. And that's just a reality of life. All right, you know what? Let's get into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now... Here are the headlines. Rory S. Woods. She pleaded not guilty at her arrangement on October 12th in Springfield District Court and was released on bail. What did she do? Well, this Massachusetts woman is facing multiple assault and battery charges for allegedly releasing a swarm of bees on a group of sheriff department deputies which some of them were allergic to bee stings as they tried to serve her an eviction notice, according to authorities. And the first thing that popped in my head was this scene from Tommy Boy. Bees! Bees! Bees to the star! Bees everywhere! God, they're huge! They're ripping my flesh off! Son, uh, roll around! You hear me roll around on the ground. Forget that, I'm starting to swell up. Save yourself. Don't be the hero. Frank, I'm allergic to bees. Me too. They're huge and they're staying crazy. We'll, we'll come back later and check on you. Get a walk. Save yourself. Your firearms are useless against them. <laughs> That's such a funny freaking movie. I love that so much. I'm not saying what she did was right, but it is funny and very creative. And and then this is what's crazy. Like she, she was just so fed up with life. Apparently when Woods was told that several officers were allergic to bees, she said, Oh, you're allergic. Good. What a bitch. Cause you can fucking die. I have a buddy that's allergic to bee stings in like, he has to have one of those things with the EpiPen with him all the time. It's like, holy shit. 
And his kid's like severely allergic to mosquitoes too, which has to be even worse. Holy fuck. But yeah, that's a, it's funny, but wrong. Okay. Listen, what do I always say on this? You can laugh at the negative. And sometimes that just makes life a little bit more bearable when it's so, you know, when we just crack a smile at, it's kind of funny that she, she released bees. But that being said, I understand the severity of it, especially if one of those officers was stung and ends up in the hospital and God forbid dies. But very creative, Rory, for thinking outside the box. Good for you, I guess. This is kind of an update on one of the stories we did a while ago. Remember that U.S. chess prodigy Hans Nyman? Remember the storyline that his competitors, he beat this like grandmaster at chess, and they claim that there's no way he could have done that. He had been cheating, and what they said that he used for cheating was vibrating anal beads. I mean, <laughs> how else would you cheat, right? So he's suing, I think it's like four or five people, for $100 million over claims that he used those anal beads to cheat. And it's defamation of character. It's potential loss of sponsorships. It's a lot of shit, and I get it, especially if if the guy didn't cheat. Yeah, go for it. And now the fact that he's he's filing a lawsuit, I imagine that kind of opens him up for investigation. And if he has nothing to hide, go ahead, check it out. Check it out. Want me to spread them for you? There you go. Take a good, long, deep look. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> that reminds me of a story. <laughs> The very first time I met my doctor, I, maybe I have told you this story. I had a hemorrhoid, and I know it's gross. It's gross. But that's it just happened out of the blue. And I was like in my early 20s when this happened. And it ruptured. I had a ruptured hemorrhoid. And I had to go to the doctor. And the, I had never met this doctor before. And I lay down, and, and he's like, all right, lay on your side. And we'll pull down your pants. And I felt sorry for him. I feel sorry for doctors that have to deal with this ugliness that is that is the human body uh, on a regular basis. But anyway, so I pull, I, I do all this stuff, and he's sitting there looking at my bloody ass, and he's like, "Did you stick anything up there?" And I'm like, "No, no, it was just a really rough, you know, poo." And I apparently ruptured it, and he's like, "Uh huh." I'm like, "Oh my god, I don't think he believes me." Anyway, then come to find out. He was a huge fan of like Scott and Al when I worked with them and, and everybody else. He's what you call in the radio business a P1, meaning that they're as far as the P1 is, you know, your personal channels on your radio. What is your preset number one? And he would be the preset number one of the fan. So I'm like, great. This, this guy knows who I am. And the first time I meet him, he's looking at my bloody ass. And he's sitting there going, no way this is from a shit. He had to have been sticking something up there. I didn't. God. <laughs> it was just so funny. It was fun. It was funny. Hey, I, listen, I'm an open book. Okay, guys, you're welcome. Next time you're going to see me, you're going to be like, so how's your ass? Any uh, vibrating anal beads up there? No. No. Thank you for asking, though. Hey, we got more headlines coming your way. Oh, my God. My wife listens to this. And she's like, I can't believe you told that story. They're my family. They're my family. Oh, my God. 
Anyway, got more headlines coming your way, but first, root for safeties this season with your friends at Superbook Sports. If you bet with Superbook this football season, they're going to give you a $50 bonus if the safety is scored on a Sunday. I want to say there was a safety scored last night in the Sunday night football game. I think there was. I was kind of in and out on watching it, but either way, Root for chaos and win money with Superbook this fall. So download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Hey, at Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, they have an incredible selection of beer, wine, and spirits. I tell you that all the time. And they also, they deliver, which is awesome. And they also do curbside pickup. That's available for you. So stop on by 104th in Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. You can always find weekly deals, events, or even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. Total Beverage, everything you need and more. This goes under, what the fuck were you guys thinking? Did you guys see that story where there's these, these people that were working at a daycare and they put like a real like a really scary fucking mask on and they're dealing with these like toddlers and they scared the shit out of these these poor innocent kids and they're trying to play a game with them about if you don't clean up your toys this is what's going to happen and like they they scare the shit out of these kids these kids are fucking traumatized they have felony charges against these individuals these five individuals my God, how stupid are people? Don't do that. I'm looking at the mask that I that I saw online that they from an actual clip of them, you know, taunting the the small kids. I'm like, dude, that would scare the shit out of just about anybody. Like, if if I was in that room, I'd be like, okay, I'd just be cringing and backing up, be like, I I really want to punch you right in the face because it's it's a creepy fucking mask. It's like the scream mask, only a little bit darker as far as little bit more sinister looking so did you know the the movie scream is based on a true story i learned that the other day i was listening to a podcast i think it was mr ballin was talking about that and it, it down in gainesville florida that's how it that's where the idea of the movie scream started was there's this serial killer going around fucking bizarre so anyway they deserve charges felony i don't know but Either way, the, the you don't fuck with kids like that. That's really going to screw them up. All the parents, we already fuck up kids. Don't add to the fire. Jesus. This is a bizarre story and one that you would hope that if you were in, that you too would act appropriately. There is a, a bunch of high school wrestlers up in Wyoming out for a, a trip walking around uh, the wilderness all right, so I'm going to read from the KTVD, I believe is the news organization out in Wyoming. This is their their breakdown of what happened. I looked over at Kendall, and he was probably only about 15 yards away from me, and I was like, dude, there's bear signs everywhere. And right after that, right after I said that, is when the crashing started happening in the trees. The only thing I had time to say was, bear, bear, according to Lowry, one of the individuals that was out there. That's when a grizzly bear lunged at Lowry, knocking him off a small ledge, leaving Cummings to watch in horror above the grizzly and his friend. 
It's gnawing on me. I threw up my arm to protect the first initial bite, and the bite broke my arm. It was just throwing me around down there, just doing whatever. I was helpless, according to Lowry. The helpless moment is when his friend jumped into action by yelling and throwing anything he could at the bear. Nothing was working. The bear was just focused on Brady, and it was getting Brady. So I eventually got up there right next to him, and I grabbed the bear and pulled him off Brady. And the bear kind of looked at me and took me out onto the ground and started attacking me, according to Cummings. Lowry got up and ran to call 911 and to find his friends, but Cummings didn't know that and called out to make sure his teammate was okay. But when I called out to Brady, I think the bear knew that I was still in the area and I was still a threat. So it came back around and got me again, according to Cummings. We thought Kendall was dead, really, and we were honestly prepared to go up there and find his body, according to another teammate named Jackson. But he wasn't dead. He had gone limp during the second attack and believes that is why the bear left him alone. After three minutes of laying, waiting to make sure the bear was gone, he got up and started walking down the mountain. I got about halfway down before I could hear August yelling at me and kind, and kind of yelled back. And then we linked up and we got off the mountain, according to Cummings. Uh, the young men had still had to make their way to the hospital, and they did so with the help of some local farmers in the area. Boy, that is a, a scary thing to, to deal with in the wilderness, a fucking grizzly bear. It, it will fucking destroy you. And the the whole idea of in order to get the bear to leave you alone is to play dead. Boy, that is a that is a tough thing to have to do. I, I can't even imagine it. But thankfully, his teammates were there that they worked together to, uh, quote unquote, defeat the bear. But you also got to remember, you're in the bear's territory. And that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people that want to go camping all the time. But you got to remember. This is their land. This is you're you're impeding on that. So every time we build new shit and we displace animals, just imagine that's just, that shit's going to happen more and more. Now that being said, they're out in the wilderness, but you do see a lot of times where uh, you get black bears, especially coming down to the city here in Colorado. You get moose every now and then. You get a lot of elk that make their way down here. It's crazy to me that, uh, like, I'll read a story, be like, there, there's, like, elk down here in the Thornton area. I'm like, holy shit. I know a few years ago there was a, what was it, a, a mountain lion just down the street from me, literally just down the street, and that's scary as shit because a lot of people are like, it's just a mountain lion. If that mountain lion wants to fucking rip me to shreds, especially if it's a grown-up, it's going to rip me to shreds. But... Maybe if I have Wolverine blood like fucking Russell Wilson, then I could defeat it. Oh, boy. Good thing those guys are, they made it out alive. Now, that being said, they're going to have a fucking badass story to tell every year around the campfire. Because <laughs> why even try to tell a, a scary story when those guys have, you know, a harrowing tale of survival against a fucking grizzly bear? Oh, my God. That's insane. So. Good for those guys for making it out alive. Anyway, Broncos still suck, by the way, at the end of this. Uh, I'm sick still. Hopefully by the next episode, I'll be good to go. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit subscribe, 
share it with your friends. Next episode, I got to share my story of, of going to, uh, I went to Veritas and saw how the, they, they grow the weed. And it was fucking awesome. is is mind-blowing. I, I thought it was so neat. One of the next episodes, I'll get into that because it's a really cool thing to share. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado, Blake Street Tavern, and of course, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. It's the Huff Uncensored. I'll talk to you next time.